1: Hello, Hello. I like how you smile when you say hello (laughs) lately. I'm just like hello
0: (laughs) Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening.
1: Hello everybody around the world. Thank you for listening Do you remember when we used to laugh? We would even start the show like in midst of laughter Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's possible anymore. Can we do that? Will it happen again? I hope so hope 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 we talked about faith a couple shows back. We did a whole show keeping the faith.
0: Does that mean we're going to have to do charity too, to be schoolhouse rock compliant? No. Oh, okay. Fair enough.
1: Sorry. <laughs>
0: it's all right. I never watched schoolhouse rock.
1: <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, what is hope? Hope is mostly used as a verb and to intend with some possibility of mm-hmm. fulfillment to be optimistic, to expect a wish. The noun form of it is a general feeling that some desire will be fulfilled. All this is in anticipation that something will happen. You're waiting on something. And I say, and if you look at it biblically, it goes back to waiting on God. I don't think I like the
0: word wait.
1: I like the word. That's what I'm trying to say. I like.
0: Okay, never mind. Go ahead.
1: We're waiting on something, and usually, biblically, it's waiting on God to transform something. So, my thing is, we are a part of God. We are God. So, really, it's up to us to change it. And I've been looking into the etymology of hope, and I read one thing from etymology. One site said this, so I can't verify that it's totally true, but I like it. It was saying that it comes from uh, a word curve, meaning to bend. But it's interesting. Even if it's not true, even if I can't prove the etymology existence of this thing, curve, in relation to hope, but let's look at it. It's a change in direction. It's going in a different way, right? So it's up to us. Let's create it. Thinking of hope. I was reading that faith and hope are complementary. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Faith is grounded in the reality of the past. Hope is looking to the reality of the future. Why are you looking at me like that?
0: I don't like the word wait.
1: That's what I'm saying. I I like the word
0: expect expect, it's not passive. I had a very close friend and I used to describe him as an action word because everything ha- seemed like it had a verb. Everything had motion. Everything had, and a weight feels like no motion. Expect feels like motion.
1: Intention is what I was gonna get to next. But you know what? What was the word you just said? Expect. To expect means It's not there yet, so you have to wait. You're waiting while you're expecting something. An expectant mother is waiting on the birth of the baby.
0: Yes, but there's a general underlying feel, to me personally at least, that it's absolutely going to happen. Right. No ambiguity.
1: That's, That's actually the definition of hope. It's different than wishful thinking. It is the expectation that it will occur. But my point is it's still waiting. You're waiting on it. So I'm saying, let's change that. Let's veer over over here and let's do something because the state of the world, the way it is, and this episode came from a conversation we were having a few hours ago yesterday. It was, it was, I was just, you know, things are not looking good in the United States, no matter what That we've had the change in Politics, sort of, you know, we have a new president. Mm-hmm. Um, people were feeling hopeful for a minute, for a second. And it just feels like we're even more divided and things are just as crazy. What is happening? And I know that United States, the United States is not the only country having turmoil, for sure. But we tend to think we're the center of the planet. And we're the only ones going through hardship. And, you know, the only one. I'm the only one. I, and, and that's the problem. So yesterday we were talking about when we were kids, do you remember the first shooting you ever heard of? And we, we both, even though we didn't know each other, and even though we lived in different areas of Southern California, we both went to the same instance right. of a mass shooting. Right. And it was when we were little. It was at a McDonald's. And when it happened, as a child, it was extremely terrifying. And I remember I voiced concern about it and being told, well, yeah, I can understand that. And being told from my father, who was unemployed at the time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, of course, in our family, we always going through something hard, <laughs> hard times. But he said, yeah, I understand that. I understand that. You know, someone gets pushed to the brink and if they're going to be taken out they want to take out everyone else with them
0: and and how old were we at this point
1: point? Oh, 10
0: you don't have a vocabulary 11? to refute um, this or even comment on it you just have to accept it no That's i
1: understood pretty terrible i understood see so being an empath and ever since i was a baby i like i think i had different thought forms like i was seriously i came in with some with some feelings right and so i was always taking notes even as a baby i remember things from when i was in diapers but no i understood where he was coming from and i understood his his what he said
0: it's it's not about refuting what he's saying it's about no maybe it is about refuting it's about certainly when i was 10 You know, anything my parents said, I I didn't have a filter at that point to say, to get some distance from it. That's all I'm saying.
1: I had distance because I had to, to survive these people that I was born into. Mm -hmm. So I thought about it. I mean, immediately the first thought was, wow, I'm so sorry that you're feeling this way. Because obviously he was empathizing with that kind of thing. Not that he would ever do it, but... He was feeling so distraught that he could understand that, mm-hmm. and I don't, I don't think it came from really a place of empathy. I I really don't know, and I really don't even want to go there, but <clears throat> it it brought about the conversation yesterday. We were like, okay, and now since then, that was like a one time occurrence. It felt like when we were kids, and I'm not talking about police brutality. I'm talking about just the other thing that is going on is the mass shootings constantly every day, every day, every day. What is happening? And so we were like, okay, we always ask the question, what is happening? Why is this happening? What's going on here? Mm -hmm. And we came up, you know, we have the same theories we've always had for years. You and I, one of the things is it's a time of eruption. It's a time of, just volatile discomfort and angst and needs not being met.
0: And voices not being heard.
1: Yeah, the disrespect, the disregard, all of that. If we're not taking care of one another, if we are saying, well, just pull yourself up by your bootstraps kind of thing, when someone really is in need of help, and they are tired maybe they can't and we need to help
0: right and also certainly when i get super tired sometimes i'm not even aware that i'm super tired sometimes i'm not aware of how badly i'm in pain until i have an opportunity to explode all over somebody or something
1: or unless it's the end right so how to explain what i'm about to say so we were talking and the thing is that when you're going through stuff and every single person is going through stuff everyone everyone is in turmoil and it's a cyclical thing we're going through hard times dark dark times and they can last for centuries sometimes all right right so my point here with all of us here today with our movement our podcast we're here to talk it out. We're here to actually create change. And in in invoking things and in using our voice and expressing a thought out loud, I do believe it will dissipate and heal a wound. You know, it's interesting because one of the other words I was thinking of is intention. Another one is invoke. And of course, I got into the etymology of these things. Did you know that intention is often confused with the other word intention (laughs) one is with an s oh dear one is with a t okay intention has two meanings it's an aim or a plan the second meaning comes from medicine and it says the healing of a wound
0: is intention
1: yeah and then intention with an s is the internal content of a concept one number two the resolution or determination.
0: It's interesting. Mm-hmm. And we certainly talk about Aikido all the time on this plucky little podcast. We talk about how a strike is literally a desperation to communicate. Right. And in Aikido, we extend it. We don't interfere with it. We extend it. We Respect isn't the right word, but we continue the motion. We yeah. don't interfere with the initial integral motion to it. But typically when you extend a crazy motion like a punch, it ends up with somebody falling down.
1: So we're allowing it to flow.
0: We're allowing it to flow, but we're not allowing it to directly affect us negatively.
1: We're guiding.
0: Yes, we are guiding. But I I, want to make it very clear that in no means, in no way are we accepting this blow on our body.
1: Right. So, from now on, my intention, and I am invoking it, which is another word I wanted to bring into this episode today, invoke, to call forth. And now, in all the dictionaries, it says, to call forth by incantation. Incantation. I really want to look that one up, the etymology of that. Can you explain incantation to me? It's very biblical. It's very like. If we take. A I look, see the priest with the smoking. If, if we
0: take a look at religion, if we take a look at Sir John Fraser's seminal work, *The Golden Bow*, where he investigated B O U G H, where he investigated magic amongst the primitive peoples. An invocation has sometimes a verbal component. Sometimes a physical component and sometimes a motion, like moving your hands in a certain way. Yeah. Different components go into your invocation, go into your quote unquote magic spell or your benediction in church or your, you know, there's all sorts of different components to it.
1: Absolutely. It's a recipe. First is thought. Then there's the sound from your voice, and then there's action. That's how you create. Right. So invoke means to call forth by incantation. The root of it, going back, way back, it's ingratus, I-N-G-R-A-T-U-S, plus vocare, V-O-C-A-R-E, plus voco, V-O-C-O. So that turns into in. Vocare, I N V O C A R E, which turns into envoqueur, E N V O Q U E R, turns into envoken, E N V O K E N, and that turns into invoke, I N V O K E. So, okay, words, 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 whatever. So, what's happening is Obviously we're not hearing the cries and they have been happening for many decades now. Right. And it's getting worse and worse and it's speeding up.
0: Because I think people are hurrying things along. People are agitating. People are building it.
1: I mean, as, as soon as the vaccines came out, we have had many shootings a day, every single day. Right. Now in other countries, if someone gets stabbed, it is a national, time to mourn the whole country. It's like getting a paper cut from my perspective. Someone getting a paper cut and everything shutting down and saying, we got a paper cut. Meanwhile, mass shootings many times a day, every day here in the United States. It is disgraceful. It's disgraceful because we have not been hearing each other. We have not been taking care of issues here. And it's, I don't want to say it's just Of course, it becomes a mental issue. We have, we need to be treated. Like if you have health insurance, if you're lucky enough to have health insurance here, guess what? You're not covered if you need to see a therapist to talk about something. We, uh, you have to pay a lot of money. So who has that? And the people that really need help, the the people that really need to talk about something, guess what? If you get to the root of it, it mostly, mostly, I'm not saying all the time, has to do with finances. The stress of making money, the stress of not having a home, the stress of losing your home, the stress of I can't pay this bill at the hospital. You know, In in, in our case, like many times ago when Elle was born, I worked so hard to work as a photographer and I had some savings so that when we did have our baby, we would have a little cushion. Guess what? That was wiped out because of the mistakes the hospital made and entire savings wiped out because of mistakes the hospital made. Wiped out. No money. This, this kind of thing is just one tiny example of, Folks of here in the United States. And that's just one tiny example. And there's so many things that people are uh, under duress for. So we're here. We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it. We're going to let you know that we're not alone. So the conversation we had yesterday was, it, it started with do you remember the first mass shooting we had when we were kids, which was a long time ago? And look at the state of the world now in within this country? And why is this happening? One, because no one's listening, no one has the time, and there's no structure, there's no ritual set up to take care of one another, to be human. We're always working, working, working. For what? We have nothing. Most people are paycheck to paycheck. Right. No savings, no health insurance. It is ridiculous. We have low gas prices. Do we? We do compare to other countries, yeah. Fair enough. If you come from the UK and you come here and put petrol in your car, you're like, woohoo, this is a great country, until you have to go fix a wound.
0: Or you figure out how much vacation time you get.
1: (laughs) So, and if you live here... Wow,
0: we are just Debbie Downer today, aren't we? I'm
1: sorry, that's my fault, but I'm trying to get somewhere here. That's the thing. Oh, let's not get down. Let's not feel these emotions. That's part of the problem. No, no, no.
0: I'm not saying we shouldn't feel the emotions. I'm just, you know, looking at it in the scope of the show. All right.
1: Turning it around. Here comes the curve. This is exactly why we're talking here. So what can we do beyond hope to create change? I mean, yes, we're going to have hope because I like this. You're expecting something to happen, but I'm not about to wait anymore, folks. And this is why we're doing our podcast. It's about communication here. And it's about figuring it out. We're going to talk. We're figuring it out as we are talking. So questions. What do we do beyond hope to create change? We talk as we're doing so right now. And in doing that, we realize we're not alone. We're not alone. We're not the only ones. Number three, Even if only by thought, our connection can create a powerful force for change. And it's not just wishful thinking. When we come together, we actually create possibilities. And it just takes a few seconds, guys. And just having a thought and having conversation in those few seconds, there's a transformation. There is light. There is no waiting. It is here. We're creating change right now. And that's what we're going to do today. We're going to keep going. So we were talking. It goes back to the vaccine, to the conversation from the shootings led us to talking about vaccines. It seems like everybody around us is getting the vaccines. Everybody but us. And we're trying, but we can't. So... I'm like, wow, we're the only ones left out. Like what is happening? And we're trying hard. We're trying to do it. Right. And you talk to some people and they're like, yeah, I got mine. Or you turn on the news and then you hear about millions of people in this country who've gotten vaccinated and are fully vaccinated. I'm like, oh, gee, good for you. <laughs> no, I'm saying good for no, you. But at it. the same time, I'm like, I'm left out. Right. And so I called up one of our friends I knew who had a vaccine. It's Katie. She's on our round table. My like, Katie. Hello. We love Katie. We love her. So she didn't just text me back. She called right away. She's like, "Okay, here's here's what we did and I just want you to know there's so many of our crew from our crew, from from the grocery store, you'd think these would be the first people to get the vaccine. Well,
0: yes, certainly early. They're
1: all still trying to get it. Right. So she let me know without me saying, hey, I feel left out here. I didn't say anything like that. I just mm-hmm. said, it. what would you suggest we do? She's like, you're not the only one. We're all trying to get it. And it's really a C-R-A-P shoot, she said. It, it's hard. It's just hard. And a lot of people are still trying to get it. Right. And her just saying that, it relieved all this pressure. I didn't realize the amount of pressure I was feeling in not getting the vaccine. Right. It relieved it because I realized I am not the only one. One of our messages is, we are not the only ones, guys. You are not the only one feeling this. You're not the only one feeling the frustration. You're not the only one who is scared. You're not the only one. I promise you, we're all... It's a big circle of friends. We are not, you're not the only one. You're not the only one afraid you're going to lose your home. You're not the only one who's been without a home. We've been without a home. Do you know what I do
0: every Sunday morning? No. There is a site. It's called Post Secret. And it's a place where you post your secrets on little postcards. And he posts every Sunday. He posts a new batch. And sometimes somebody's secret is, um, I'm an atheist, but I'm starting to believe in God. Sometimes it's, I feel guilty for, sometimes it's, I'm the person who, um, I'm a cashier and I'll I'll ring you up differently depending on who you are. Some of these secrets are non-politically correct, some are correct. And every once in a while I read my secret on the site. Not that I've sent it in, but I read my secret on the site.
1: You mean it's something that you, I'm sorry, I'm crying again. I can't talk. (laughs) So you mean it's something you have in you that you've not expressed, but someone else is saying the same thing you're going through?
0: Exactly. And it reminds me that I'm not alone. And it reminds me that, you know, while everybody is really trying to live their best lives, you can't you don't always you can try you can strive but the world has a nasty habit of giving you both the yin and the yang the good and the bad the male and the female in equal portions in your life sometimes you're up sometimes you're down
1: and we don't in this culture i think it's a cultural thing we don't talk about any of this and i wonder why is it seen as weakness what is it is it we don't have time to even talk is it because there's no one around that's listening we feel
0: or is it something that um you know you're only it turned into a well it 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 always was a thing where you know your family stands by you no matter what 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 and we've discovered that this isn't always necessarily helpful healthy or true and then we don't have any other mechanisms is it because when we unload on a friend they distance themselves because it's uncomfortable they disappear you know it's 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 a hard thing it's a hard thing to hear when one of my friends is in pain it sucks frankly and I can't imagine anybody would say it's good um and you know I don't like feeling that way
1: for me but I love my friends for me I feel like we've been through so much that when a friend does reach out I have to practically threaten their lives to have them talk, which, you know, I had to do recently. And at the, with the fear of like, oh my God, they'll never talk to me again because I'm like being mean now. Like you better talk to me right now. Right. You need to talk to me. No, I don't want you to know. I don't want you to see me like this. Right. And so I just wanted to say because I've been through so much, because I kind of feel like I can hammer it out and it doesn't it's not going to take eternity to to clear it so you talk to me and let me hammer this out with you and let me take your hand and we're going to walk over here right and different situation change in perspective a curve hopefulness is there right almost instantaneously right and i'm not And I'm not a licensed psychotherapist. I'm not a psychiatrist. I am a friend.
0: Right. Well, basically. And I'm not
1: charging you money.
0: Basically, what Katie did for you and something we talked about on the show is, hey, I see you.
1: And you're not alone. Everybody else is going through the same thing you are.
0: Right. And sometimes it's hard because you're so emotionally connected to whatever awful things are happening that you have a hard time seeing around, over, and beyond
1: it. And what sucks is when you go through hard times, you feel left out. You feel like the world is against you. And there are some sucky people that will suddenly disappear out of your lives because... They can't handle it or they're, they didn't love you like that. And then what, what this is, I'll speak from personal experience. When that happened, when that was starting to happen, mm-hmm. um, we just cut everybody off because people, people really disappointed in us. So we're like the hell with everybody. We're just going to go our own way and just walk it by ourselves. And, and, With this podcast, we've had friends from the past reach out to us and go, why didn't you tell me?
0: That is true.
1: Not just one, we've had a few. I know. Why didn't you tell me? I feel hurt that you guys were going through this and you didn't tell me. I had a house here for you. I had, I had, I would have helped you. I I would have totally helped you. But because of certain mean people or like... What do you call it? Just because some people were hurtful, we just discounted everything because we thought nothing else exists. Oh, wow.
0: That, yes. And then also the the plan we cooked up was very uh, distanced. You know, what I thought was the best plan, and maybe it was, I have no idea, but our best plan when we initially went through what we went through was you know, parachuting into this new brand bank new
1: place, pull ourselves up by our bootstraps, maybe, yeah, that's what it was. It's a cultural thing. Do it by yourself. you know, I always talk about excuse me, I always talk about Dr. Mario Martinez, and he's the doctor that researched the tibet monks and found out where the diabetes comes from in their in their group right Right. and he what he talks about all the time is culture how culture affects your health how culture affects your aging process and it's all about belief the belief system so if you have a headache in the united states you go and you get a pill you take it orally if you're in france they give you a suppository do you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. they feel the headache is rooted in some other area. My background being Persian, when you're feeling homesick or when you're feeling heart sick, it's not the heart, it's the gut. Your stomach hurts is, is the verbiage that they use. It's about the guts, the stomach. Do you know what I mean? So different cultures use different parts of the body. Right. And so different cultures see things differently and, and, in our culture it's do it on your own you're on your own kid you're on your own kid age 18 you're on your own uh pull yourself up with the bootstraps figure it out the government's not here to help you we're not here to help you you need to do it yourself right you need to move over here yourself figure this out yourself and you know what that's an outdated way of thinking it's It's aI hear your dad constantly bring up Darwin, and every time and I've stopped talking because he doesn't hear me, <laughs> he doesn't want to hear me right, but Darwin that was a theory, and he himself said it's just a theory, and everybody just ran with it. It is not survival of the fittest. If you look at nature, we're here, it's a cooperative nature,
0: right. Right. Lions hunt in a pride. Hyenas hunt in a pack. Wolves hunt in a pack.
1: But the mouse actually saves the lion. It's not just a fable. We've talked about this before on our other podcast, but once again, you know, the wildebeest, right? The hippos help out the wildebeest. There are signs in nature all the time. Animals that help each other out that you would think were enemies. So let's rethink again what is really happening here. We need to take care of one another. You can't label someone crazy. They're going through hard times. And most likely, those hard times were created by our own culture. Making fun of someone. degrading them. Their religion. Their looks. Look at how women are treated, for example. Okay, I'm trying not to take it to race. Because we always get into a fight. (laughs) But, like the way women are talked about and now i'm hearing our little girls talk like that and it doesn't come from me it comes from what they hear out there what they're reading in their books okay we can say don't watch no more television for you but they're reading in their in their books you know we think oh as long as they're reading it's cool but like the popular books that they read those messages are in there I'm like, I don't remember what they were saying. They said something about, they said, ew, to a body part. Now, ever since they were babies, I've made it very clear how beautiful and sacred, especially the woman's body is. I made it so that we talked about every body part in a medical way, in a loving way. You have the proper terminology for everything. You're not calling it junk, you're not, you know, it's <laughs> it's like, wh- how old was Elle? She was a year and a half old and she was like s- saying, Volva, I have a vulva, mm-hmm. you know, like we went in when I was pregnant with Allegra and she professed to, she like commanded to the OBGYN that we had, who was a guy, who was a man, you know, saying, you don't have a vulva, sir, you know? <laughs> A year, I remember year and a half old. All right. I forgot where I was going with this. Hold on. Um, mm. the
0: belief that the body is sacred,
1: the body is sacred. And they, something came up and we were just goofing around and they said, "Ew," talking about a particular part of the woman's body. I'm like, how in the world did this come about? Let me tell you something. Right there, that's the patriarchy. I'm sorry, I'm going to sound so militant right now. But that comes from the books you're reading. And guess what? It was written by a man. And they're making you believe there's something wrong with you. So we have to look at every tiny little, every itty bitty little thing in our culture and what we're picking up that we're not even conscious of. And thank God they paused. Like, you, you can tell when the kids pause for a second. Mm-hmm. Even though they are giving you a dirty look, you can tell, like, okay, I reached them. They got it. Right. So I let it go. But, like, we have to catch ourselves with that kind of stuff. Catch ourselves with the things we're saying about one another's looks, one another's lifestyles, what, what we own or do not own. You know, forgive me, I don't own a Chanel purse. I don't, you know, we don't have a big house. We don't own property. We have a tiny little apartment we live in. But honestly, how much pressure do we feel because we are not landowners or we're not property owners that we're at this age still renting a tiny apartment? (laughs) Right? There's shame in it. Absolutely. We are shamed at it in so many different ways. We're not even aware of because we don't want to think about it. We're trying to focus on like the more positive stuff, right? But it's very wearing. It's 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 exhausting, and it's shame. It's, it creates shame, and it creates pressure. Like oh my god, <laughs> and it creates nights of not sleeping because you you tend to go down this line. Like oh my god, what am I doing? Uh, I'm you know. Thinking about age and thinking about, oh my God, how can I continue this constant working paycheck to paycheck? What if I can't work anymore? What am I going to do now? So, anyway, that's when we come together and we realize we're not alone in that. That's when we can have a party. You know, someone can bring a carrot, someone can bring an onion, someone can bring a few cups of water, and we can create a stew together. We can create a nourishing meal together. Right. If all you have is a carrot stick, I mean, I shouldn't say that's all you have. Yay, you have a carrot stick. Yay. You have an onion? Oh, fantastic. Oh, you you have water, you say. You know, it goes back to the whole story of stone soup. But if you look at that, if we come together, we can create something that we thought was impossible. We can create a society that is peaceful. We can create a society where we don't have to worry about going to the grocery store and getting killed.
0: Which would be nice.
1: You know, in other countries, we look at that. If we pretend we're not us, we're like, wow, that's a war-torn country right there.
0: Right. Right. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, yeah, growing up, Israel was constantly in a state of challenge. Yeah. and You
1: always heard about a bombing on this bus or bombs here and there. I would tell you, yeah, you go to the grocery store, there's a guy with a machine gun checking you out, making sure you're okay, okay to go in that store. Right. That you're not armed with anything. Right. Right? But check us out.
0: Well, we're not there yet, but...
1: Well, no, but check us out. We have more violence and more destruction than countries we looked at going, look at that, how sh- how awful. Right. Hello. So let's change. Let's veer it over here. And the first thing on the list is talking about it.
0: Well, yeah, step one is always admitting you have a problem for sure. And yeah, that certainly is a big problem. And, you know, we do have a problem in that we aren't seen when we're in certain,
1: I guess, states. It goes back to the separation. Oh, they, they have a problem. That person has a problem. Right. That person is crazy. That person. Ah, yes. Crazy. It has a mental problem.
0: Crazy. Because I can just switch off now.
1: It, okay. So, who? All right. <laughs>
0: So we've dug the hole.
1: We've dug the hole. I don't know how to get out of this. (laughs) What do we do, folks? Come on. We can figure this out together. Any ideas?
0: Well, I think that there is a certain, there's a number of different switches we need to flip as an, an entire society. Uh, I think one of the switches we need to flip is this concept of scarcity, that I can't have something because somebody else already has it or or thinking that there's such a limited pool of resources that I have to somehow or another get it from someone else. I have to steal it. I have to grab an opportunity away from someone. So this whole kind of thought of scarcity And I think we also need to stay very conscious of understanding exactly what is success. Success is not a $50 million home with 10 exotic cars and et cetera, et cetera, and children in Harvard, you know? I think that that's certainly a measure, but it's not the only measure of what success really looks like.
1: That's the conversation we were having yesterday. So it went from the shootings and our chain of thought led us to exactly what you just said. That you always see is to strive, you need to have this big boat. To, To strive and succeed, you need to have the Harvard education. You need to have this house. You need to do this. You need to have that. And it's all about acquiring.
0: And you have to be the
1: best. And what we forgot throughout all of this really the only reason we strive for money and the house it really goes back to having shelter and means in which to have a quality life guess what the quality of life has completely been ignored you strive for these houses so you can be with the people that you love under the same roof you strive for those things so you can have great conversations and you can have love and you can be together and enjoy being a hammock under the sun with a drink in your hand waking up from the nap and going swimming with your friends as adults as children having a quality relationship having that love that's not what we've been striving for anymore it's been the house and it feels like everybody else is multi, a multi-millionaire person with the big house, with the big everything. Right. If just looking online and in any kind of business you're in, I don't know if you've noticed, Matt, but I have. Everyone is teaching a course. Everyone has this massive course and they're showing you, you too can make it. You too can have this. Look at all my Lamborghinis over here. Look at what I've done. Look, I live here. And I'm wearing this fabulous dress and I get to go to this hotel and sip these beautiful drinks and do whatever I want. And then you feel like, well... I have nothing if I don't have that right. and I better figure out a way I can get into that circle, maybe pray that I learn something from these people so I too can have that. And we're forgetting the whole reason why we even would even want to strive for that. And why are we striving for that? Because it's all a selling mechanism. They're they're pimping it they're trying to hustle <laughs> they are hustling to get your money right so you could have this life you could have this life right now we are your friends you can have a fulfilling wonderful human relationship where we can look at the sky together are are you going to charge me for that too Probably if you live in certain cities where it's so polluted, you can't even see it. So you have to go over here to see it. But maybe we can look at a squirrel together. I always go back to my squirrel. I can't help it. We have some, (laughs) not scary. We have some very suspicious and very funny squirrels around us. You know, they know what's up and they are funny. Yes. They are crazy (laughs) in a good way. (laughs) But, Sorry, I just labeled someone crazy. The squirrels are interesting to look at. And if you look at them and don't look at them like how people say they're like rats with tails. Right. They are so funny and they're so resilient and they have that intention that you could see their thought process. When they're trying to go from point A to point B, I was looking at one right here on our little tiny deck over here. And he was inches away from us. We were the whole family were looking at this squirrel that was Through our patio door. Through our patio glass door. And I could tell like he was just going he was trying to figure out how to get to the bird feeder.
0: Which is he'd have to take he'd have to make a leap of faith and he was unwilling to do that.
1: But I could see him constructing ways. Mm -hmm. Geometric shapes were shown in the ether from his from his spirit, I could see it. I'm like, wow, man! I was just watching him going. Oh, I can see it, dude. Yeah, go for it. He was planning,
0: and he could he could certainly leap no. He to figured it. it
1: out. He figured it out. But babe. I think
0: I think he wouldn't be able to get a good grip, and he'd slip.
1: No, he figured it out, and I think what happened was he went somewhere we didn't see. He figured it out, but he said, "Okay, another day," because he had gone through so many loops and so many trials that he was probably so tired.
0: He's he's going to be, we're going to hear a thud on our deck.
1: Yeah, probably. Fair enough. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is we don't need all that. What we need is each other. And what we have is each other. We just need to realize that. And the whole gun issue, now everybody's having guns and there are more guns than people in the United States. Mm-hmm. The thing is that I remember years ago, When I was at the therapist's office trying to get over the fiasco at the hospital when Elle was born, you know, I was trying to get over, I was just trying to get to a point where I could explain to someone what happened to us without crying so hard. I was not making any sense. Right. Right. So I was in therapy and the whole issue of feeling safe was what I was trying to work out for myself. I couldn't even explain it to this therapist. She wasn't really helping me that much. I had to just put myself in a situation where I had the hour to just figure it out myself Mm -hmm. and I was talking out loud and she was listening. So, which is what a friend should be there for. Exactly. Why are we going to pay someone where a a friend is all you need? I'm not talking about in all cases, guys. Yes, we need help. We definitely need therapists. We definitely need KJ for sure there are certain things that they're privy to that we are not aware of because we're not in a situation where we're able to see something and they can point things out, right? Right. But one of the things was security. And at that point, I remember there was a very famous artist and he had been sent to jail a few times for having firearm possession. So he was caught with a, with guns, mm-hmm. right? And, and so he was saying... That he had them because he, that was his safety. He felt safer with the guns. Right. Until the guns were taken away from him. And he was incarcerated, all of that, which is, that's another issue right there. But when he came to the conclusion of, because of all the stuff that had happened in his life and things being taken away from him, he just came to the conclusion, I'm safe without the guns. It's a spiritual issue. It's a mental issue that he actually could get himself into a state where he felt safe without this. Right. So can we feel rich without the big mansion? Can I feel rich without the red flowy dress flowing in the wind with the mansion in the background in front of the ocean? Can I feel wealthy without that? Right. Can I feel safe even though the world seems insane? (laughs) Unsafe. Right. Can I somehow get to a safe feeling? And why? Yes, I can. Just call up anybody and start talking and I guarantee you that voice will make you feel safe. I hope I'm making you feel safe right now. Letting you know you are not alone. I am right here with you. I'm feeling the same thing you are. Guaranteed. Just like how Matt had that website where people reveal their secrets, and many times you find your own secret,
0: right? And you also, it's it's a weird you get to be a quote unquote voyeur and and understand some of the. It helps me empathize because a lot of people record real pain that I maybe don't understand, and in some cases, I'm like, oh, is that is that it? And not to trivialize what they're going through, but being so having an understanding that something can feel so overwhelming from an emotional state for someone and someone else can look at it and go, wow. So this is the heaviness that you feel. Maybe the heaviness that I feel isn't that isn't as heavy, isn't as overwhelming as I'm making it out to be in an attempt to get distance from it for sure.
1: Pain is pain. Pain is pain. Right. Like when I'm in the kitchen and I cut my finger, I'm like, oh, man, that's the worst pain. Why did it have to be there? <laughs> and then another day I'll burn myself over here. I'm like, oh, man, that's the best. I'm not best? the best. That is the worst pain. <laughs> Why did it have to be there? Right. It would have been easier if it was over here. Right. The thing is, when you have pain, it hurts and there's no better place to have it pain right. is pain and it's
2: overwhelming for and
1: sure. i remember you know i've talked about this before but there was a therapist who was a holocaust survivor and so her one of her clients was like i can't talk to you because you've been through the holocaust right so my pain is not your pain and i feel bad talking about my pain in relation to your pain and she said pain is pain it's just as strong. and it It's yeah. just as hurtful.
0: And I, I don't say what I say as a method of like diminishing someone else's pain for sure. But it's a way of understanding that um, pain comes from all sides and all angles and all understandings. And it's not about, oh, wow, my troubles are very, very small compared to yours. Because when I was eight years old, my troubles were the size of the universe. And now they still sometimes feel that way. For sure. And even though I can look back at my 8 year olds it's like looking back at your eight-year-old self and going, wow, you had a really mellow time, really.
1: And yet not, right?
0: But it certainly didn't feel that way at the time, for sure. It certainly
1: does not. And which brings me to this other thing. We were watching the Billie Eilish documentary. Ah, here it comes. What was it called? um there was a billy eilish did a document i don't know is it called a documentary
0: i called it a documentary it was on apple and so it's like
1: it's it's
0: murky feelings or something it was done she's like 18 19 at the end of it
1: it's her family i think recording everything like footage while she was i think a lot of it was for sure it was just home videos and it was the backstory like going through the life of Billie Eilish
0: and not being familiar with Billie Eilish I just kind of thought it would be this very lighthearted
1: oh my very God.
0: open very much like wow watch the arc of her success cuz it starts with her at 13 having her song on the radio
1: so adorable but no here's the thing Billie Eilish's songs like so the girls and I are big fans of Billie Eilish. Big fans. Love. I would okay? not be. You're a heavy metal guy who is very scornful of any other kind of music it feels like. I know you're not. But God forbid we're like woohoo. We're dancing okay. to this song. And you're I'm like currently that's falling garbage. in love
0: with English folk. So please.
1: Because well, i am always si- like folk You're very judgmental, music.
0: honey. Hells yes I am.
1: You're it's just too much okay <laughs> so it's the three of us over here we're huge Billie eilish fans and her music is very sad it,
0: it is, is
1: because she is sad
0: and 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 here we go so i'll play devil's advocate what she's a multimillionaire. she's a star she's stop a- it
1: stop it but remember remember what her mom said remember what her dad said See, towards the end i know it's right here okay so her dad, so many things came out of this. I loved watching this because I, I felt and related to Billie Eilish myself, even though I'm not that age. I felt for and related to her parents. Mm-hmm. You know, I felt for and related to her brother, like all of it. And the thing is that her mom was saying, you know, people think, oh, she's a teenager. It's basically fake depression. It's not her mom listed out all the things and I'm like, Oh my God, we can relate to every single one of those. So here's a kid in our case, babies, right? Mm -hmm. That were brought into as soon as they were born, all of a sudden um, our jobs were insecure. All of a sudden we went through this major recession. We lost our house, right? We were homeless. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna say it, we were homeless. True. We don't talk about it, but because we feel ashamed. And this is the first time I'm saying it. We were without a home. With babies.
0: Whew. With, yeah. Most, did not most, but a ton of our possessions in our car, absolutely.
1: So, and looking at us, you would probably never think that. Ugh what I'm trying to say is these kids are brought into that. They're brought into a world, like just look at the state of the environment. Look at the social state of affairs around the world. The loneliness epidemic, which is why we're talking with you here today, really. Look at the environmental issues. Look at all this stuff they have to see and deal with. How can you not be sad and depressed? How, and then, you know, you're told, you know, don't be so negative. Well, you are definitely a good example of how we need to have ceremony and feel things. Like you mourned graduating fifth or sixth grade.
2: Right, right.
0: And my graduation from high school cake said RIP. (laughs) I'm not kidding.
1: I'm saying that we don't have rituals that are balanced. We may have the parties and go, woohoo. But when we're sad, that gets shut away, much like we shut away the old people and put them into nursing homes. Much like how babies are born and we immediately put them in daycare. We're not together, folks. Let's bring it together. We're all going through stuff and you can't ignore it. And as soon as you realize it, and you know, going back many episodes ago, I was talking to you about the 90 second rule.
0: Right. How you have to feel something completely for 90 seconds
1: yeah um, or you should rather this is proven this is like a medical scientific thing that if you allow your body to process a grief uh, an emotion it takes 90 seconds to for it to pass through your body through like in and out but we don't allow ourselves that 90 seconds to really feel something that is hard
0: because it's uncomfortable because I don't want to feel that way even for a second
1: yeah it's horrifying and it feels very lonely we're here to remind you that we are not alone in this we are in it together so let's let's end it with you know it's it's so hard to say this person said this because as we find out more about people we realize oh my god was this person racist was this person this and that but the quote is good And the leadership was good in some ways. Winston Churchill, if you find yourself going through hell, keep going. Indeed. And I think that's where we should close it off today. Okay. What do you think? Is there anything else you wanted to add?
0: Remember that pain, loss, longing that you go through has a beginning, a middle, and an end. And you should respect all three. Especially, hopefully, the end if it's something bad.
1: And we're still here together. We may have lost people. We may have lost so much. But you're still not alone on the planet. And you're you're not alone anyway if you get into the spiritual aspects of it. Right. There's so much that we've been trained not to see that are actually there. So keep hopeful. I am creating change. And I invoke, right now, I invoke a world of happiness and joy and safety and understanding.
0: And I go forth with an expectation that good is coming.
1: Good is here. We love you. Um, That's it. We'll talk to you in a few days. We're having more and more episodes. We thought we would just be a one once-a-week thing, but we have a round table, We have... Uh, oh, dear. Inundation. A couple series. <laughs> We're doing a series with martial artists on conflict re- resolution. We're doing a series on technology and how it's changing human beings and how we can thrive with it. So if you want to be on the cutting edge of things, if you... There's something happening right now that's equivalent on par with when we first had the internet and we had the big boom of the internet with the dot com. There's something happening right now and we have a professor, a PhD, along with Matt to explain all that. And so we are going to learn how we can jump on that wave and be successful, guys, financially technology-wise. Um, so stay tuned. We're here for you. Please go to our website and let's help each other out. OurFriendlyWorld.com or you can go to OurFriendlyWorldPodcast.com. We're on Instagram too. <laughs> Be Friendly World. We'll talk to you in a few days. Thank you for listening. Be well. See you later.